Live from the garden, it's the Dockiverse Podcast, episode 137, Tom Waits for No Man. In this episode, we've got a theme, a three-box problem, and a random place. And now, before he gets another urge to move heavy planters around, here's Doc. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. And by the way, this is our second anniversary. Yes, I've been doing this for two years now, which kind of amazes me. I hope whoever listens to this has enjoyed the podcast. I would love to see some comments on the Patreon page, but, you know, that's up to you. Anyway, uh, like I say, it's been two years. It's been a lot of fun. I do have something to talk about, and I'm going to talk about it right now. I have started a new thing on my blog and on the podcast. It's a crossover situation. On the blog, I'm doing a series of 100 days worth of entries on the theme of the long and winding road. This is a long, many thousands of miles long road that goes completely across the continent in a fantasy setting. And I have 100 stops from start to finish. And every day, for, you know, 100 days, I'm going to be putting in a short, you know, little description of what that area is like. I don't want to give too much description. I don't want to assign proper names or anything because, you know, GMs could use it for their campaign. And, you know, it's a pain in the ass to be changing names and stuff. It's a pain in the ass to think up names sometimes. But the thing about it is every seven episodes, every seven entries, which is, you know, from a Friday to a Thursday, because I started on a Friday, I will then come on and do a mini podcast, which I'm titling The Roadcast, and that will uh, expand upon what I wrote. I'm not going to expand too greatly, because I've got seven entries to cover, and I don't want to have a podcast that goes on for an hour. But yeah, I'm doing actually a second podcast for the next uh, however many weeks. I don't know, whatever seven goes into 100. I don't want to think about it. It's probably about a dozen. And uh, it's going to be pretty much fun. I've been writing these little entries. I've managed to get a little bit ahead on things, so that's good. And, of course, it's always good for me to set a goal on the blog that I follow for, in some cases, I've followed for a complete year. Um, I mean, I have contributed daily for more than a year, but I've done the um, 365 entries in 365 days half a dozen times. In fact, one time I said I'm going to do 500 entries. I still don't think I've done 1,000 entries in a year. That would be a bit much, but 1,000 entries in a row, yeah, I could probably do that in about eh, a year and a half or so. And that may be coming up down the line. I don't know. I've got the podcast. I've got that. So my time is getting eaten up by this stuff. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the crossover. If you are a patron, of course, you can listen to it on my Patreon page. If you're not a patron and you just happen to be listening to this um, on whatever, Spotify for podcasters or Apple Music or whatever, uh, you're not going to be able to listen to that podcast because I'm not putting it out there. This is a patron-only deal. Now, anybody can go read the stuff I put on the blog, but the roadcast, nope, that's going to cost you at least a buck a month. 
The other thing I'm doing, and I've mentioned this, is it is time for themed episodes. And I'm going to do this for the entire third year of the podcast. I have 52, 53 episodes planned out. And um, I'm going to have a different theme for each one. By the way, the theme starting with this episode for this week is work. So everything I'm talking about today, and it's only two entries, is going to be themed around work. Next time, I think the theme is cats. And I do have a movie review, so I'm going to do a cat-based horror movie. And that's going to continue for a whole year. I actually think, yeah, I think it's 53 weeks. So that's something to look forward to on this podcast. Plus there's the second podcast. Plus there's the stuff on a blog. And I'm still working on some PDFs. And I will try to get those done for you. What I absolutely positively am going to do right now is thank my wonderful, good-looking, and highly intelligent patrons over on Patreon for supporting this podcast. And I would really love for another dozen or 200 of you to support this podcast. So if you know anybody that might like the podcast, tell them about it. Anyway, I want to say thank you to Avis. I want to say thank you to Bruce. Thank you, James. Thanks, David. Thank you, Marion. Thanks, Mark. Kevin, thank you. Lori, thank you so very much. And Peter, thank you, buddy. Y'all are the best, and I'm going to hug you the next time I see you. So, let's get on with the podcast. Okay, folks, it is time for a three-box problem. And this is an interesting one, and I've had to mold it around the theme of work. But uh, the three things I pulled out are horny teenagers, missing artwork, and an old mall. So part of this becomes pretty easy. This is an old mall, which we have all over the United States, probably other countries too that have malls. And this particular mall is, you know, at the end of its days. It's probably no more than a few months from closing down. It's eventually going to probably be torn down or just left to rot. You can see these sort of things all the time if you go online and check out the uh, Abandoned Places website. So it's an old mall. It's dying off. And like a lot of malls, um, a great many of the businesses, most of the businesses probably, hired teenagers to work there. So now you have a mall that maybe once had 60, 70 shops. Now it's down to maybe 15. There's very little business. The kids are sitting around bored. They're waiting for people to come buy an Orange Julius or come into the t-shirt shop or wherever it is they work. And they're teenagers. And like all teenagers, to one degree or another, well, let's say almost all teenagers, to one degree or another, they are horny. Now, they may be straight horny, gay horny, bisexual horny, whatever horny, but they're horny. They're thinking about sex all the time. However, recently in this city that they live in, a museum was robbed. Great artwork was taken. It's missing. Cops don't have a clue. They're searching. They're trying to figure out. But several million dollars in artwork has been stolen. So one day, 
some of your horny teenagers on their lunch break decide, hey, let's find a room or a, a store that we can get into through a back door or something. And we'll go there. We'll make out. Maybe get a little nookie. You know, we got a half an hour. Let's see what we can do. So they go and they find a storage room or something. One that's not used anymore. And they jimmy the lock or they pick the lock, whatever. In my day, I would have probably picked the lock, but that's a long time ago. We won't discuss that. And they go into this room and they turn on the light and there's a lot of boxes and, you know, stuff like that. But they also find all that missing artwork. It's all right there. It's not even wrapped up. It's not in boxes ready to be shipped out. It's just right there. Now, this is where you, the GM, and the players decide what's going to happen. Mostly the players. Okay, do they ignore it and get the hell out of there because criminals could be, you know, watching or criminals could find out they were there and that wouldn't be good? Do they take the artwork and hide it somewhere else? Do they return the artwork? There is a $100,000 reward, but you've got however many teenagers are in this particular group of players, and maybe they decide that $100,000 divided by whatever is not enough each. So maybe they decide to do something else with the artwork. Maybe they decide they can try and sell it themselves. Maybe they can try and tell the museum, hey, we found it, we'd like more than hundred grand." Maybe they decide to, you know, blackmail the criminals. Maybe they decide to tell the criminals, hey, we got your art. We know where it is. We want a half a million dollars or something like that. Maybe they decide, as teenagers do, to pull a prank and hide the art somewhere else in the mall. And then they can laugh about it, not thinking that the, you know, criminals are going to realize one of these kids in the mall probably did this. But you've got several options. You could also have, at some point, the cops come to the mall because they're now suspecting the mall's owner, who's you know sitting on top of this fading, dying mall, and he may be doing this for money. Maybe you organize this. Uh, could be any number of things. But it's a bunch of horny teenagers, a bunch of stolen art, and it's in an old mall. So there's your setting. There's the three-box problem, and I hope you have fun with it. And as always, if you use it, let me know. We will have another three-box problem next month. Now it's time for a random place. And today's random place is the end of the road. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever come to the end of a road you probably have. If nothing else, it's a street that just, you know, dead ends. But I've come to a lot of end of roads, some of which were planned and some of which were not planned. And what we're going to do for this is talk about why the road ends and what they might find there. So one way a road ends, of course, is you just come to the end of the road. There's probably a house or something or maybe a field, but there are houses along every side. And then they come to a place where there were no houses and there's no reason to go further. Maybe it wasn't worth spending the money to connect it to a road further off. Maybe it's just the edge of town. Maybe there's something there, a lake, field with cattle, and a guy didn't want to sell so they could build a road. That's fine. 
That's the end of one road. Then there are the ends of the road where something happened and the road is gone and people said, you know what? Fuck it. That wasn't an important road. We're not going to fix it. There have been a few places here in California where, you know, old road going through the mountains and there was a big rock slide or, you know, a forest fire passed through and ruined the road and they just said to hell with it. Uh, floods have done that in places all over the country, actually. And so that's one end of the road. Maybe your people in a fantasy game are following an old road somewhere that they hear goes, you know, up in the mountain where the dragon is. And the next thing you know, they come to a huge chasm, a, a, a canyon, and the road just stops there. But maybe the road takes up on the other side of it, but it's, you know, 500 feet away. They're not going to be building a temporary bridge across that, so they have to find a way around it. Or maybe they can fly across or teleport or whatever. Same thing could apply to uh, any game, really. Pulp game, they're chasing the bad guys, and boom, the road comes to a river, and the bad guys happen to have a car that turns into a boat, and they're going down a river. And you can't follow them because there's trees on either side of the road, and you can't drive through the forest. Uh, you could have it in a futuristic setting. Maybe the road goes to a place that's high security, and you can't get in, and that's the end of the road, and there are people with guns and all sorts of things, and you just can't go any further. What do you do? Of course, there's also the sort of end of the road, which is not really the end of a road. Well, it may be the end of a road, but it's not the end of the story. Because this is the end of the road that leads to a portal to somewhere else. Now, maybe it's a portal through time. Maybe it's a portal through dimensions. Maybe it's a portal through space. But you're going down this road, and it comes to an end. But on the other side of the end of the road, the background does not match what's on either side of it. If you go around behind it and you look back, all you see is the road. But from the road's perspective, you're looking at ancient Mars or, you know, 20,000 years ago or the future or, you know, some weird place. Toontown, for all I know. But that's the end of the road as far as where you live is concerned. And you can choose to go on to this other place or not. And maybe that portal is an actual structure. Maybe there's an actual gateway like Stargate. Or maybe it's just a portal that opens every so often and closes after an hour or so. And it does that a couple times a day. And if you stay there and watch it, it doesn't always open to the same place. Or maybe it cycles through a dozen places or 50 places or 100 places. So if you wait long enough, it'll come back to the original place you saw. Another thing that can happen with the end of a road is you're going down this road and it's wartime and suddenly the road just isn't there because you're now in combat. You're where the action is. There's bombs falling. The road's gone. People shooting. You know, you have to deal with that. So that is the end of the road. It's something you can put into your games. It's something you can have fun with if you're GM. You know, they're going down this road and maybe they don't notice that what's on the other side is different. Or maybe it's really not that different because it's only 
10 years ago or five years in the future or something like that. So next thing you folks know is they get to the village they were going to and everybody's like, what took you so long? And they go, huh? And the villagers say, yeah, we asked you to come here two years ago. So these guys have lost two years of time and they have no clue. But maybe one of your players or characters will be smart enough to think, well, let's go back down that road. Didn't we go past a couple of old cairns or something or a couple of monoliths or a couple of weird looking rocks or a couple of strange trees? Let's go back and see what's going on there. Or not. But whatever, they've gone through time or space. Maybe suddenly they realize they're 50 miles down the road from where they should be. It's still forest, or it's still fields, or it's still desert or whatever, but they've moved a long way really quickly. Or, even better, they've moved back 50 or 60 miles. And now they got to make up all that distance again, and hopefully not get sent back again. Anyway, it's a thing you can have fun with, so take them to the end of the road and see what happens. Well, gentle listeners, we have once again come to the end of the show, and I would like to thank you all so much for listening. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I am Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docaverse blog, on the Mastodon Dice Camp server as Doc Cross, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com. If you are listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. And you patrons can leave a message on my Patreon page, and they will send me a text about it, and I'll get right back to you. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts at the very least two months before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash cross and pledge as little as a buck a month or more. More is always good. For one time or occasional donations, you can use my coffee, ko-fi page at docross4591 and, you know, pledge once, pledge every two or three months, however you feel like it. If you would like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, get in touch with me by any of the means I just mentioned and we will work out a deal. Our music was Watch It by Mr. Smith off of the Free Music Archives. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2023 by Doc Cross. I will see you all next week. Until then, live long and prosper.